We're joined today by a curator of the Rosa Parks Museum, Madeline Burkhardt. We'll be talking about Martin Luther King Jr. This is Today. Welcome to This Is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. It's Friday, January 15th, 2021. I'm Russ, and here's what you need to know about today. All right, I got to say it right up front here. Uh, I said early on in the year, I believe in the first episode, that I would probably mess up the year, and I would do it pretty darn quick. Well, uh, a sharp listener that was listening yesterday realized that I said 2020 instead of 2021, but not in the beginning of the show, towards the end of the show. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. I just hit my microphone. Yeah, it was the uh, first time I I made that mistake uh, this year, Uh, but I quickly corrected myself. I said 2020, then I said 2021. It was during the Marilyn Monroe uh, interview uh, yesterday, but yes, we'll count that as uh, me uh, messing up. And uh, yeah, first time this year. Uh, Well, the first time that hasn't been edited out (laughs) this year. Yeah, you know, that's the great thing about doing a podcast. You know, I can just edit out all my mistakes. If I could only do that in real life, that would be uh, fantastic, right? All right, so it is uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday today. It's the day today, but it's actually observed on Monday. So we get Monday off, uh, but uh, we'll be talking about him today. Uh, we're joined by um, the Rosa Parks Museum curator, Madeline Burkhardt, and it's always a fun talk with her. So she'll be joining us uh, in just a few minutes. But first, we've got some other items from today that we got to talk to you about. For instance, National Bagel Day. Yes, it is National Bagel Day today. And uh you know, I got to give a uh, thumbs up here to bagels and, you know, maybe I can put one on my thumb and it's got the hole in the middle. Um, but uh, they did great last year. They were uh, one of the few breads that went up in sales, according to Statistica. Yeah. See, I'm getting my sources now. Uh, they went up about 5% while everything else kind of fell down. Well, you could see why. I mean, I don't order fresh bread very often. We're getting it like once a week uh, through Instacart and things like that. So, okay, I get it, you know. Bread sales are down, but yeah, a bagel sounds delicious. And now that I'm talking about it, I'm sure you want one as well. And the thing is, on average, the annual consumption frequency, according to TasteWise, is 1.78 bagels per person per year in uh, the country of the United States here. Yes, so you're going to eat one and three quarters of a bagel this year, which is about right, because after the second one, I don't, I can't finish it. Um, What, I should only eat one? Oh, Okay, I'll I'll do that going forward. Maybe have that second one later. <laughs> that would help out. Uh, yes, so order yourself some uh, bagels and hats off to bagels for uh, still keeping those uh, sales from the last year. Oh, and speaking of hats off, yes, I am amazing at some of those uh, transitions here. Segway over to National Hat Day. Yes, it is National Hat Day. So I don't know what kind of hat you're going to wear today, but put on a hat because why not, right? I mean, where are you going? You know, I mean, they can't even see your face because you're wearing a mask. So you may as well throw on a hat as well. Um, I'm going to wear a hat today because, you know, it's another day in pandemic. And that's what I do. <laughs> I may put on pants today also. All right. Let's uh, let's take a look at our events, shall we? 
Sorry for that visual. All right. On this day in 1559, Queen Elizabeth I was crowned as a queen of England. Officially, the yeah, the coronation happened on uh, this day in uh, 1559. Now, she actually started her reign in November of 1558. So, yes, there's some space and some time in between, you know, taking over and actually, you know, doing the coronation. Why is that? Well, maybe watch The Crown. No, no, you know what? Stay tuned to the podcast. Later in February, we're going to give you details on a brand new podcast. Yes, I'm giving you another clue here uh, that will give you some details on things like this. Yes, not going to tell you what it is yet. You're going to have to stay tuned. That's what I do. All right. Also on this day in 1943, the Pentagon was dedicated in Arlington, Virginia. Yeah, the uh, home of the uh, military here is about 6.6 million square feet of office space in this building. If you took a lap around this thing, because it's so huge, if you took a lap around the perimeter, you would run nearly a mile. You'd probably be shot, but still, you could run nearly a mile around the perimeter of the Pentagon. It's mostly concrete building, and it was built in just eight months. And why the shape? Well, they did the shape because it was efficient. Imagine that. Government being efficient. How cool is that? (laughs) On uh, this day in uh, 1967, the first ever Bowl game was played. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Around this time of year, the National Football League gets really upset about people using the name Bowl. Uh, They want you to say, you know, big game or something like that. So I'm not entirely sure I'm able to say Super Bowl and I don't want to get sued. So if my, you know, lawyers and whatnot uh, decided that I can't say Super Bowl, well, then they will have just beeped it out. And uh, you have no idea really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that big football game. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the uh, Green Bay of the National Football League defeated the Kansas City The score was 35 to 10 in this game. In 1975, Space Mountain opened up at Disneyland, one of my favorite rides. I love that thing. Uh, In 1993, the soap opera Santa Barbara went off the air. It was his last episode. I've never seen any of that. I like um, um, Space Mountain way more than that. Uh, In 1994, oh, another uh, story about the queen. This time, Queen Elizabeth II, she fell off her horse and she broke her left wrist Uh, again. I love the crown, and I know now that she rides horses. I didn't know that before the crown. Um, In 2001, a new website was launched, a free website that was billing itself as a free encyclopedia. Yeah, no more going to the grocery store and buying pots so that you can get uh, encyclopedias. Um, you know, my mom did that and she stopped it like F. So I didn't know anything about anything beyond that. Uh, and, but now because of the launch of Wikipedia on this day in 2001, I was able to learn many, many more things. And, you know, let me tell you one thing here about Wikipedia. I, and I'm not being paid by Wikipedia because first of all, they're free and they're not going to pay anybody, but check this out. They are the most accurate. (laughs) I do so much research for this show and there are so many other websites that are just not accurate at all. So Wikipedia, great job. 
thank you for helping me out with so much of this. And I know, you know, they get a bad name from some people where it's like, oh, don't trust Wikipedia because anybody can write on it, whatever. Corrections on that thing are done so fast. Do some research. You can see that Wikipedia actually does a, a great job. So thank you, Wikipedia, for uh, doing what you do. Um, and yes, I just thank the website. All right. When we come back, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking to the curator of the Rosa Parks Museum and the subject for today, because it is his birthday, we're going to be talking about Martin Luther King Jr. There is nothing I hate more than standing by the refrigerator section, looking at a beer selection and not knowing what to pick. Yeah, I'll just pick by the label sometimes, but no, I, I'm going to stop doing that because the Beer Connoisseur has over 5,000 expert beer reviews and in-depth articles about the drink we all know and love. Yeah, it's even got like brewery tours, product reviews, all that fun stuff right there in the magazine. And best of all, because you're one of my listeners, you can take $5 off. Just click the link in the description and head over to the Beer Connoisseur and uh, start drinking better beer. Welcome back. It's Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday today. Yeah, I know we're celebrating it on Monday and we've got the day off, but uh, well, the podcast is over here. You guys have the day off. I'm still here. But yes, Martin Luther King's birthday uh, is on this day. And, uh, you know, I decided to uh, bring back because I had a, a great conversation with uh, Madeline Burkhart from the Rosa Parks Museum at Troy University in Montgomery. And we started talking about Martin Luther King Jr. during our conversation conversation about Rosa Parks. Take a listen to the podcast on December 1st. Uh, that's the anniversary of the arrest of Rosa Parks. And uh, she joined me for that. And she's, I have the pleasure of, of, of bringing her back today. Hey, Madeline, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I don't have Monday off. I, we do have a podcast, but uh, do, you, do you have Monday off? I do not because we are a civil rights museum. So right. um, we are here for his birthday. And I was going to um, say, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense if you had the day off. So Right. Well, also Sorry in Alabama, I believe it's Robert E. Lee's birthday as well. And on Google, it says that we're closed or could be closed for the Confederate guy's birthday. Oh, jeez. And not for, you know, <laughs> Dr. King. And, like, that's all through yeah. recovery. And we had to contact Google and be like, hey. Oh, Google. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they do some silly stuff. Uh, so, okay, uh, we, we had talked and, and I figured we'd sort of pick up the conversation again about uh, Rosa Parks and the bus boycotts. So Martin Luther King was a, a Baptist minister, an activist who led these marches. Let's first, I guess, start with Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King. How did they know each other? So they knew each other really because of the bus boycott. So Dr. King moved here when he was 26 years old, so very, very, very young. And Rosa Parks had been here for a while, and then once the bus boycott came about, um, it really thrusted him into a position of leadership here. And so she worked with him um, on organizing boycott and on numerous other occasion so it, it was just really that whole event brought so many people together that are mm -hmm. you know these huge historical figures 
now and there's right. like an almost 20 year difference between them which a lot of people don't realize because it's hard to think of dr king as like 26 years old okay so he's leading this bus boycott and just in case people don't understand like what this boycott was about let's let's jump into that real quick here uh so uh rosa parks was arrested for essentially sitting on a bus can you tell us a little more about that story yeah, so she was on her way home from work one day, and she sat kind of, she wasn't exactly in the white section, um, but the the law was if someone got on the bus and there wasn't any room, if a white person got on the bus and there wasn't any room, then um, a person of color would have to stand up and give them their seat. And she was tired mm-hmm. from working all day. And she was like, I'm not doing that. But it it wasn't just that she was tired. She always said that, you know, the only tired she was was tired of giving in. And so right. the bus driver who she had already had issues with in the past, he went up to her and he's like, if you don't move, you know, I'm going to call the police. And she said, you may do that. And very she was very polite about the whole thing. Um you know, they were not when they came to get her and uh, they arrested her and they, they just started organizing because this had been kind of an issue here in Montgomery for quite some time. And I know it was an issue in other cities as well. And here they were waiting for that one person who they thought would be a great figurehead and a great represent representative for their cause. And, so, you know, over that weekend, um, Joanne Robinson met with the Women's Political Council, churned out 52,000 mimeographs, started handing them out everywhere in the city. And by month, I believe it was Monday morning on December 5th, which was the day of Rosa Parks' trial, not a soul was on the bus. And right. And it's pretty incredible. <laughs> so much work and so much organization had to go into this to make it where all of this, like this boycott would be able to start so quickly after the arrest of Rosa Parks. It's amazing. It is. It's, it's really amazing because I tell like groups of people who come through now, you know, we've got Twitter, TikTok, um, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, and (laughs) other things. And I don't think anyone in this city or maybe in other cities could pull off what they pulled off in 1955 and 56 because yeah. there's not that unity anymore necessarily where they all feel like they're fighting for one cause they're right. everybody's broken up now and okay so the boycott didn't just last a day this no. boycott went on for quite some time mm-hmm. how long did the boycott go on went on for 382 days that's so, amazing yeah and the best company was losing I say about three thousand dollars a day in nineteen fifty five fifty six money, which comes out to nine thousand in twenty twenty one uh, with wow. inflation. So yeah, they were doing some damage financially. Oh yeah, the bus boycott was known as a, a peaceful movement, but that piece was really kind of one sided, right? Exactly. So the boycotters were very peaceful. They were trained on you know, not responding to rocks being thrown at them, their houses being bombed. Um, 
sugar being put in their gas tanks, things like that, because that was going on and that's rarely mentioned, but that also really picks up after um, the buses were integrated in 57 and people were just really angry. But, you know, Dr. King's house was bombed one evening when he was at a mass meeting and it was January 30th of 1956. He was speaking to a huge crowd of people at this mass meeting. And of course, all of the police officers were there. We actually have a police record from that evening of them surveying the mass meeting. So while that's going on, mm-hmm. um, white supremacists went to Dr. King's house, the parsonage, and planted a bomb like under the porch area. And his wife, his 10-month-old baby daughter, and a friend from church were in the house. And they had just moved to the back of the house and then the bomb went off. And if they hadn't been in the back of the house, they would have been just instantly killed. And so when that happened, like this huge, the people moved from like the mass meeting to his house and they were like, we, you know, we have to do something about this. We've got to fight back. We, they were calling for blood, you know, and Dr. King got up in front of everyone on his porch and said, this very eloquent speech about how you just can't meet violence with violence. It's not Mm. going to work. And he was very, very brave in front of the crowds. But then once he got home that evening and fully settled in for the night and was in his kitchen, he really considered stepping down. He didn't want his family to have to die or you know yeah. hurt because of his actions because he's right. completely innocent you know in all this whereas you know we know that Coretta Scott King did do a lot for the movement um his 10 month old baby daughter was definitely innocent in all of it though but he he didn't want that on them so he did what he had always been taught to do when he faced kind of these crossroads or fork in the road in his life and that was he prayed and while he was doing that in his kitchen, he believed he heard a voice from God speaking to him and saying something like, you know, if you seek truth, justice, and equality, I'll be with you throughout all time. And that gave him the courage he needed to keep going and keep leading this movement. And you have to wonder if he had, you know, thrown in the towel that evening if we would have made it 382 days or if it would have ended, you know, January 30th, 1956, you know, one month in or a little over a month in. And he did always say that the movement will not end with me. This movement will keep going. So even though, you know, he believed if he was killed, that the movement would keep going without him. And that might be true. But he was such a pivotal leader here in Montgomery uh, for the bus boycott that you you don't know. And I'm kind of glad that we don't know. Um, I'm glad it played out the way it did. And that's known as his epiphany. And we really focus on that here at the museum because a lot of the scholars and people believe, you know, kind of like what I said, that it may not have happened if he had given in that evening. 
I did one of your virtual tours. I know it's kind of rough to get into the museum these days in COVID and people can't really travel across the country to go visit. Uh, but you did do a couple of the Zoom. Uh, did you record those where, where people could still see those? Yes. So we have all of those recorded. Um, we also are taking uh, like quote unquote reservations um, from schools or just organizations that want a live one where we will send them a recording and we'll do a live Q&A with them later. Yeah, and it's a great tour. You could see why. I mean, you've got a replica of the bus. You've. I kind of don't want to talk too much about it because <laughs> I kind of want to get people to go over to the website. I did watch one of those Zoom uh, sessions that you guys did a few months ago, and I know you're, you might do some more of those around Rosa Parks' birthday in February. Uh, if you want to take a listen and take a look at uh, the, the Zoom uh, things that they did, you can do so by sending an email to uh, Madeline and we'll put her email address in the description of the podcast so you can check out the museum at least virtually I know it's a little tough during uh, COVID so you can check it out virtually uh, using Zoom Madeline thank you so much for joining me today yeah thank you so much for having us back on here we love talking about Miss Civil Rights history and making sure it's known and how it connects to today all right. Well, thank you so much. And, you know, it's uh, crazy that I just asked a person at a civil rights museum if they have Monday off. Yeah, I know. You probably laughed at me a little, but <laughs> Madeline's forgiving. So, <laughs> all right. Of course, Martin Luther King Jr. was born on this day in 1929. Also born on this day, Chad Lowe is 53. Shane McMahon from the WWE is 51. Drew Brees 42. Pitbull is 40. Grace Vanderwall is 17. And Dove, Dove Cameron is 25. That's your look at January 15th. Thanks for listening to This Is Today. We do our best to pull together all the correct information if we made a mistake and you heard it. You're super smart and we're super sorry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five star if you think we deserve it. If you'd like to make sure that we cover something on a future episode, let us know. Go to thisistodaypodcast.com to make suggestions, give us feedback, and see our other podcasts. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ, and I'll talk to you on Monday. <laughs>